Welcome again to Two Faces Radio. My name is Ira Malkin. This is Brian McClenning over here. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> here uh, we are again. This is the Atlanta Music Scene podcast. In the studio today, we have our good friends, we all go way back, Carlos Capote and Jim Ranson from the Breeze Kings. So it's blues night here. Say hello, world. Say hello, guys. guys? (laughs) This is Carlos to my left. Jim over there. Picture this. What? Ira to the right, Brian to the left. Jim to the left. (laughs) Carlos, how many nights nights have ended like that? Yeah, for you like too many <laughs> all right damn that delicious sweet water <laughs> um before we get started i want to say you can contact us and please email us at twofacesradio at gmail.com that's for the show that's and that's for, oh that's what that's two two oh right not the number two two faces and uh let us know about um you know you if you're in a band let us know about some music you're playing and where we can check it out so we can talk about you or maybe hit you up to come into the studio. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, any questions you might have for um, guests that we have upcoming when we start posting those. Right now we're a little day-to-day, I guess, but uh, hopefully we'll have <laughs> well, a, a interviewing list. people we know and people we like. So <laughs> Yes. And people whose uh, music we like. I mean, we're going to do a lot of blues, but we're going to have some rock bands in here too and some... Some indie bands as well, so we're going to run the gamut. So how you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Yeah? All right. Feeling all right? It's Thursday night we're recording this. It's, uh, what's the date today? The 30th? Today the 30th. The 30th. April 30th, 2009. Uh, since it's a Thursday, it is a monumental night at the Northside Tavern, as it has been monumental. for the last... How many years? Almost 11. Almost, Almost 11 years. That's it? It seems like it should be longer. We've been October. playing there for 37 years. <laughs> October 97. Wow. So actually, it'll be yeah, almost it 12. Like, yeah, almost Sorry. 12. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is the Breeze Kings play the Northside Tavern every Thursday night here in Atlanta. So aside from all their other gigs around town, you could go see them there every week. And then uh, I just wanted to get you guys to give out all the contact stuff. BreezeKings.com. Oh, all of our contact stuff? Yeah. www.breezekings.com is the best one. Uh, and uh, all the other stuff is there. We got a MySpace page, and our Facebook page, and our YouTube page. Hey, you gotta have it all, Chief. Gotta wow. have all the internet bases covered. I know. The old school going uh, all teched out, huh? <laughs> old school blues. It's tough, man. You gotta keep Every up. time there's a new one, I'm like, can I stop doing the other one? No. It's, I... an, it's just another page, and I gotta <laughs> keep up to date. I know, it's ridiculous. Well, at least everybody can find you. You feel like no, you're behind. No Why aren't you guys on Facebook yet? No matter what all the right, hell All right, all right, all right. Take it easy. Yeah. Now, uh, now you got a Twitter. Yeah, That's right. That's the new... Uh, yeah. I don't like you the Twitter. Twitter while you're playing. I, I don't get the Twitter thing. What's <laughs> yeah. the difference between that and email? Well, like, you could be up on stage going, we're going to do Magic it. Salmon A. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, Twitter is almost like sending a text to a ton of people. Yeah, that's what email. I look at it. Like, it's a, like sending a text message. Like... But you know, people. Yeah, but they to have to want to get it. Basically. So what? Are, what is? It, what are they doing now? I know, I never been on there. You know? you, could you send like really mundane twitters oh. all day long? Like, <laughs> I could see sickles over there. Twitter Turn it on the TV. <laughs> Nothing on. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, it's ridiculous. Judge Judy. That's the way Facebook has been for most people. <laughs> I know. You know. Every time I check it. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, you know, all the updates that people put. The the thing I think about is. Do you really some of the things that I'd want to put? You only really want to let like a you know an inner circle of your friends. It's just to tell some a few people who might know on an inside joke or this or that. But you're putting it out there for everybody, and not everybody wants to hear all that crap. Well, you know, it's kind or of or you don't want them. To originally, hear it. when I first got got my Facebook page, I thought it was really cool, and I put it under my name, and I was like, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna associate this with the band stuff. Right. Well, I did. That I just too. want it to be for me. Right. You know, I got kids now. I wanted it, people to. You know, I can tell everybody get that's got Facebook pages, aunts and uncles. Here, I'm putting pictures of the kids up there. Go ahead and download them, and I don't have to send them out to a bunch of people. And here's some video and what's going on with the family and stuff like that. It's, it's a it's a neat way. And I mean, I, I really like catching up with old friends that I haven't seen or heard from in yeah. 15 years, but. It's almost impossible to 
to categorize what you want it to do for you. I mean, immediately. Well, once you get over like 200 that, friends, it's like somebody it's, that it's ridiculous. you know that appreciates the band wants to be your friend. Next thing you know, and now it's gone beyond that personal level. I can't just put up something on there that I would only want my family to see exactly. because everybody's going to see it. Exactly. You know? And uh, well, you have a Breeze Kings page on there, and then you have your own Facebook page, right? I, well, I just did that recently because oh, I realized okay. I couldn't avoid it. Do you yeah. guys have the music? Once on I there? saw this band called Fatback Deluxe put a music page on there, Those I was like, "Man, jerks. I'm behind schedule." <laughs> <laughs> Those guys can do it, Those but guys. you know, you know how it is. I mean, yeah, you know, you start every time you you book a gig or book a show, you're going through this list of things you have to update. You're like, okay, we got to make posters. We got to update this site, this site, this site, this site. We got to send out this. Got to send out this and. You know, oh man, the show's changed from nine to nine thirty. Now it's back to the, you know, you'd be on there. Well, and that's the good know? thing though about you know the computer, the Facebook, and all that that whole stuff is to change a date, to change a time, like last minute things. You know, now people are checking Facebook pages, they're checking websites, they're doing all that stuff. So it's so much. I mean, when Ira and I started, I remember doing the snail mail. I mean, I remember making oh, those totally. little cards, yeah, we would send yeah, them out yeah. to people. It's, it's ridiculous. It's that not amazing? that it's not. It, great taking advantage of it but you realize what seems at first to be like an efficiency and a and a it it's just a, it its a own chore. burden in its own way even though it's a it's more effective it's reaching a whole lot more people but it's still got you know the chore and, and somebody needs to invent a robot and we're mediocre at it i mean i've seen some bands that are really good at it. i'm sure you guys have too they know how to manage their oh, yeah. that kind of stuff, and they are on their game. And it's really not knowing how. We all know what we need to do. Yeah, it's just a matter of doing it or yes. finding yeah. someone that will do it. Well, it's also the ratio of how much you're playing too. To do it. You know, it is. You know, it's also a difference between like us who are all probably a little bit older for doing that kind of thing. Like, the, the people, a lot of the younger bands came up, it's just been around the whole right, time. Right, right. So it's just second nature to them. Yeah. It's part of their routine. Like I said, we started doing the snail mail, then it was right, like right. email was new, and, and so we're trying to catch list. up yeah. constantly, so it's a little harder. Well, listen, let's get, um, we wanted to kind of have you guys uh, play a little bit right off the top so that people who don't know you have never heard you before. Let's hear a song. So they can decide in the first five minutes whether to switch <laughs> this one off or right. not. Well, and we also should say, I mean, you guys are a full band, and I'll mention that, uh, yeah. you know, the other, so, your rhythm section is Matt Sickles and uh, and Terrence. Uh, Prather. Right. What this is, is it? Prather. Prather. Yeah, that's right. I always, so this sure is like the was a P or B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're doing Breeze King's duo. <clears throat> and you guys like to do... Uh, I was gonna say before, you know, as I was looking at all your, you know, the your MySpace and your website and everything, it's always BreezeKings.com. Right. Have you taken off the the, or is it? Are you known as the Breeze Kings, or is I, it? I think most of the times when I've seen it written, I, I I don't really consciously do it, but and every once in a while it comes up, I'm like, wonder if I should put that on there. The Breeze. You know, well, on your flyers it says the Breeze Kings, right? I I think for the most part it's the. I mean, some people just naturally take it off. If I write it down, I put the. But you know. Now you're starting to get cerebral on it where you're like, oh, man, well, then it's a list. you got 18 bands that all have the, 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 the. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. Uh, it's like, funny, though. That that word does change the name of a band. Uh, it does – it certain bands. I, I don't know Breeze Kings, The Breeze Kings, but there's some bands that, you know, if you take the the off, it's it – Example? Does, uh, well, when we were talking about that band name the other day uh, – Tim had that heritage guitar. Yeah. And I was like, for some reason, if you had a band called Heritage, it's okay, but the Heritage for some reason sounds better to me. I don't know. True. It sounds more official. I don't well, know. not only that, it, it kind of gives almost a different connotation to the yeah, word. Exactly. But I, th I don't know. I thought it was like an, and an, I always think of it an old school thing. Now, more contemporary bands, I would guess, just my instinct would be they would drop the drop the, the. Whereas, I agree. I going back classic. You know, for they for old schoolness. They they you know they all have a the in there. We are we are yeah. really deep here. Yeah, man. this is amazing. Well, this is what it's all about. This is deep stuff on Two Faces Radio. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. Hey, hey you man, know what, man? Not I, I mean, we're not going to skim the surface here. These are the types of conversations <laughs> I want to get into. <laughs> is there a the or is there not? A <laughs> because if you can't give me a straight answer, right. I don't even want you in here. I mean, if people are still <laughs> listening to this right now, <laughs> then I don't know. <laughs> 
We're not. Here They're to on talk the same wavelength you. that we you are, and crap. <laughs> and they need help. Is what they do. <laughs> All right, so uh, what tune are you guys going to do? Yeah, what do we got? We're going to do one of our originals off of our second record uh, called Sorry That You Put Me Down. Nice. <clears throat> Beautiful. Hit it. Here at Two Faces Radio, <laughs> the Breeze Kings. What was the name of that again? Sorry that you put me down. Sorry that you put me down, and that is an original off. You said your second album yep. cool. on Veritone Records, on Atlanta's own Veritone Records. That's right. Very nice. So two records. The first one was called. You got to bring some to get some. Second one. Uh, for the oh, people. I got it wrong. 
Oh, oh. Second one is you got to bring some to get some. The first, first one, one is, is tying one on. Tying one on for the people. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful album. <laughs> I tried to get so creative it. on the naming that I forgot the order. <laughs> um, well, that was good. Well, yeah, that was nice. Maybe that this is a good time to get into uh, finding out a little bit about the band and. I know I have a few questions, and Ira's got I, some questions. I can, like I can almost remember the exact moment when the Breeze King started. Yeah? I think I was I around. I sort of can. I'm sure you were. I think I was in the loop at the time. Yeah? You I was not in the loop. You weren't? I came that long afterwards. That's true. I don't know. Is it true? Three months. Three months later. You were definitely in the loop. That's right. Well, you were definitely in the loop. tell us about the Genesis, Carlos. Uh, well, as you guys well know, you know, it all circulated around... The Northside Tavern Monday Night Jam, which was quite a little scene back a few years ago. And which, and, which uh, host was that? Johnny? Johnny Knox. Johnny Knox. A long since extinct uh, member of the Atlanta Blues scene. But, uh, yeah, it was a really... Uh, it was back in the I would day. argue if he's still playing at Northside... I guess he's got to be a member of uh, the Atlanta Blues scene, even though he says he's not a blues player. I, I, I was I was actually making a little bit of a joke oh. because he's no longer Johnny Knox. Johnny Knox That's does right. not exist. Oh, I got you. Right. I'm, I'm slow. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't understand what we're talking about, Ira, just kind of keep it zipped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, that was, it was a, a joke I, that didn't... I would, I would love to. A joke, that's, uh, <laughs> a joke that was not made for radio. Um, so anyway, you know, there was a lot of stuff. You guys remember that. The Northside Jam yeah. Monday's... Back in the what was it late nineties? Yeah, uh, it was really happening. You know, it wasn't like now there wasn't, you know, twelve jams spread out all over the metro area. Yeah, you know, there was one cool jam, that and was it, uh, yeah. you know, and everybody was there every Monday night until the wee hours. You know, whatever killer. you were supposed to be doing the Tuesday morning, just kind of, you know, and it was really happening scene. And you yeah, know, some of us were lucky enough to be kind of learning to play and learning you know learning to get to that level of music at that time where it was all so concentrated and i i really do consider it those of us that were there for that scene pretty lucky especially those of us you know well, me, you and, the same age. me you and mark and stuff like that well yeah. guys that were learning getting to this time where you're starting to become competent on stage and learning some of the ins and outs of being a musician and every Monday, it was all the, everybody was there. It's not like now that you yeah. know you go to this jam and you learn from this. Everybody was there, and it was some really high level musicianship going on. I um as as you know, um, people listening don't know, but I, I never was really a blues player. Right. Um, <laughs> we joked Shame about how on you, we joke about how uh, you know I Shame used to think that Crossroads, the movie Crossroads, sure. that that to me was hardcore blues. You know? Yeah, man, it was. Um, the, but anyhow, Machio, <laughs> you oh, know, <laughs> Machio. But you know, um, he was a badass. He took out Steve Vai. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ira and I have He's talked about heads. this. Ira and I have talked about just that scene around then because, you know, we played as, as Ton of Honey. We, right. we did Northside regularly and we worked in, you know, the, enough blues material uh-huh. to kind of get by. Um, but we talked about it a lot like when we were kind of all playing and all coming up at that same time, thinking about who's going to come out of this thing and who's going to make, you know, a name for right, themselves, right. who's going to kind of really go beyond. And I mean, I don't know. Oliver, it, it, Oliver, <laughs> yeah, Oliver probably really has. Um, I mean, Sean had, Sean, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was neat to be there at that time. Right. I mean, and and to think back on it and think about all the potential everybody had and everybody well, was great. Well, it's also know? that we were just all so young too, right? And, and there's still right. a lot of those people are still around, and yeah. there's still it's one of the things. Even guys that have gone to the next level, like mm-hmm. Oliver and Sean, will will often say in talking about them that. The caliber of talent, you know, that's that is here in Atlanta is really high. Yeah. And uh, whether or not anybody receives a certain level of notoriety, whatever you're at, there are still uh, more than one or two really great <coughs> musicians in this oh, town. Abs- yeah. And at the time, you know, they were all at the same place yeah. every week. And so if you were a young player, you were learning from all those guys and now go to any one of the jams in town and those guys are not there anymore they've right. all gotten a little older they don't go out every week right. but i mean you know guys like bill sheffield and you know and 
late Donnie Mac and Tinsley and stuff like that, you know, they were all coming out and you could be right there right. with them and maybe as a young get on player stage get a with chance them. to get on stage yeah. with them yeah. and learn from them and week after week and it was a big it was a it was a big deal. It was do you think that do you think that some of the guys who've been around, you know, at that time starting when we all were starting mm-hmm. and so yourself included um do you think that they don't maybe uh don't have aren't looked at in the same way that like the Tinsleys and all those People were looked at, and that the younger kids today don't necessarily see the he opportunity. He says the younger there. kids. Well, well yeah, the, the newer players. <laughs> I, I, I'm not oh, sure if I kid, understand the question exactly, but I, I think it, I talk about it all the time because the scene gets spread out. Right. It doesn't have. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but you know the bench isn't as deep. Whatever you want, whatever analogy you want to put to it, but it's interesting to me if I go out to a club and I see one of these, one some of these guys <clears throat> that have been around Atlanta for. 10, 15 years longer than we have. Right. And first of all, you got to get used to the fact that we are no longer the, the kids, young... The, right. the hot shots the, on the block. Yeah. I don't even... I don't... Not even say hot shots, but the younger group of musicians. Right. We're not the new guys. Uh, there are young bands now that have started since right. we sure. started. Well, I like Soul Shakers and... Uh, and, uh, and who... You know, and, and more. But what's interesting, if you go to some of these outlying clubs out in the suburbs... And go to their blues jam. If somebody that's been around a long time, and I'll just throw out Bill Sheffield, right. or maybe even Oliver Wood shows up, uh, sometimes they they don't even know not the who it is. Yeah. Right? They don't. And I don't think it's like a lack of respect. It's a just complete a lack unaware. Of yeah. They're not aware. Whereas when it's all in the same place, and when those guys came in the room, people were like, "Holy moly!" You know, or. You know, whoever it may be, you got someone like Doug Bush, who learned directly to play harmonica from Little Walter, and it's documented in books. He's right here in Atlanta. He doesn't play that much. It is, it is. It's the it's true. Right. And uh, you think the city's knowing. changed, or I mean, I don't think the city's changed, but Doug doesn't go out that much anymore. Right. So well, yeah. young harmonica players don't know who Doug Bush is, and they don't know that he's still in town. And when he does show up, he's just another guy. He's not. You know, he's not acknowledged, uh, not only for him but for them as a as a as a mentor, as a learning tool. And I, you know, I, I think it all the time. You know, and this goes back way before us. Right. You read all about guys, Muscle White, and all these great blues players that are now icons of the blues. When they started, they were carrying shit for the great guys. Yeah, they were showing up at gigs and carrying stuff and and. Uh, just and to be around. Just to be around yeah. and soak it in. And those traditions carried on for a certain amount of time, and now they have kind of died off. I, I see what you're getting here. You know what you're, I'm saying? You're trying to get to that status where you want these young guys to carry your shit around. I don't want to <laughs> No, it's, it's never going to be me because those other guys are still I know. here. If anybody's willing to carry Carlos, if anybody's willing to carry my stuff, www.bluekings.com. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, no, I you know, know. There's just there's no, a, you're right. a, a learning thing. Well, there's like well, like Eddie and Tommy Brown, and right. You know, I mean, exactly. And Tommy you... Brown sang and recorded with Willie Dixon and Big Walter Horton and Sonny Land Slim, and he walks in a room and nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And even if you tell, so and. This is when I start getting up on my high horse. If you tell another blues player, so he played with that Big guy Walter, played with like, Big Walter, Big Sonny Land Slim, what? and Wally right. Dixon, it doesn't mean anything to them. Right. And uh, you know that's when I, you know I start realizing, whoa, you know. And that's when you give him a punch to the groin. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I say it all the <laughs> that's time. That's the point you know, that that happened. Maybe yeah. my thing is when, when they I say still Big am. You know, oh, a card-carrying yeah. member of the Blues, blues Police, and I, 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 right. you know, I am, and I, and I, I do actually read books and want to learn, and yeah. Yeah. and we spend hours in the van talking about who played on this album and who played on right. this album, and you know, what was on the B side of uh, this and that, yeah. and, and 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 who produced it and how the sessions were, and I love it, and I love reading that Nerd. stuff. Don't you think though? Because you know. And again, I come more from the rock and roll thing, but it's the same. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You know, there's all the bands that started it. You know, you go back to the you know, Aerosmiths and the Zeppelins and the Stones. I don't and care what the genre back, is. You've got that kind of thing. But don't you think some of it is, it's the lack of like kids taking, I think in general, there's a lack of kids taking that real hardcore core, like interest, falling in love with an instrument, you know? Because I think now, I'll tell you a quick 
little story is um uh you know these kids now they they get the guitar hero which i like i have a good time with it and they go they go home over christmas break and they come back after christmas break you know um to school and they're like i learned how to play guitar over the break mm-hmm. well really that's awful fast because yeah, but when they get i'm to still teen- trying to figure yeah. a lot of shit out here and yeah, you're talking about really young kids, though. I mean, but teenagers. I know, know but I'm. I know, but I'm I saying suck it kind of starts guitar player there. Game. No, I'm with what you. I told you. You know what I mean? Though it hero. starts Absolutely. there. They're not falling in love with that instrument, and they're, they're It's so easy to to have other outlets to sort of create music in a way. You know, whether it be the computer, keyboards, and all these different things. You know, a lot obviously the computer with loops and all these programs like GarageBand and all these things that you can create stuff so easily at home. The, the need to be able to play an instrument it, isn't there as then, much. But then there's this this whole other phenomenon where, like, when I was a kid, you had, like, Little League dads who were all into their kids playing Little League baseball or whatever. And, you know, like, my dad, when he was a kid, he listened to, like, big band music and stuff. Right. Rock and roll. He didn't... Whatever. He... But now you got kids who, like, their parents were, like, listening to this shit that we were listening to. And they're like all about their little kid playing guitar, and they take right. them to jams, and they take yeah. them to gigs, and they buy them all this equipment. And that, I, I guess it's just how old I am when I started playing. That didn't exist. Nobody wanted their kid to play guitar. Right. right. Yeah. You know, I got zero. Uh, yeah, it was help parents that or encouragement in- or anything on playing wow, guitar yeah. from right. my parents. It was something yeah, I had a lot to of do in like spite of the fact that. You know, but yeah. now it's like, so you got. I, I just, the, think, I just whole... think that like that whole thing of like the kids not, because that was the thing. Once I found guitar, you know, then you're like, wow. Then you wanna, then you're paying so much attention to the people who are playing it, the music that you like, and all that stuff, and it just gets you more and more into it. There's a yeah, there's a difference between like the the casual enjoyment of it, which things like video games and and whatever I'll afford you but most mu- musicians whether it be now or going all the way back when you hit that point of obsession and it doesn't matter what genre it is if you find somebody that loves reggae music i guarantee you they know all the reggae players and they can tell you their right. discographies or whatever right. and uh and uh and blues is no different and jazz guys they yeah. they've done their homework you know i do these blues in the schools <clears throat> programs and i and I talk to kids about blues music, and and uh, and we've had other musicians that come, and you know, you can't take music lightly. It, it it's still something that you have to learn. It's like you know whether or not you go to school and get your degree in music, or you just live it as part of your life and you soak it up. But all, not all, I don't you know. Great musicians, and I don't care what it is. Somebody was, I was reading an article, or somebody was telling me, I can't remember which one it was, talking about Outkast, hip hop guys here in Atlanta, and saying they are, a couple of those guys are just music aficionados, yeah. and they are totally well versed, even music that would seemingly be outside of their genre, soul music and R&B. They know, going back to the 70s and the 60s, what their favorite parts were and who was in it. You know, it's not, they're not, they may appear casual and cavalier because that's part of their MTV image, but right. they know what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, you see these guys that be, go on to become producers. We see them on TV all the time, whoever it be, Russell Simmons or yeah. whoever. I mean, just pick your hip-hop. These guys know, and they yeah. know the history. And I watch them on these television shows, and they're like, man, so-and-so started. He was the first one to do this, 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 and this. And they just start breaking down and into a a way that you know I can appreciate and well, then you got right, the you got the other side of that too you know where they're sampling a bunch of music they don't even know what the hell it is you, you know, know right and I those said, are the ones that don't stick around i mean right. frankly you know you see them they the song comes out hey big hit and then they don't stick around because you're right i think you do have to know kind of where you're coming from even rock to know and where roll guys headed. even rock and roll guys you know, like when you see them do interviews and you read about them some the 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 really good ones man they know what they're talking about i don't whether or not they express Definitely. it well or whether or not they care to share it or whatever, they know. They have sat around and listened to the records and read the liner notes and studied up. And 
you know, again, we've gotten off tangent. We were talking about the Genesis. Spoken like a true blues Nazi. That's, that's, that's it. And so at the time, we had this one club where everybody was coming and you yeah. could learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there oh, that's all the time. I was starting to think, that's like, where what, we were. what the hell were we I was there all the time. I was there all the time and yeah. learning from all these guys, and some of them are still around, and we all know who they are. And uh, so, I mean, I just became a fixture at, at that club. Why wouldn't I be? I know. You I know? was going to say. <laughs> you want to flip on that light? And so I don't remember who was playing go. at the time on Thursday nights. It wasn't always all blues. It uh, wasn't? No, there was like a tri trio nocturna. Oh, yeah. Remember wow. those guys? You know, uh, they were kind of Celtic. Yeah, they had a harp. It was, it was totally they had cool. They a real harp. I remember. Yeah. It was totally cool. I took my mom yeah. to go see him when she was visiting. Yeah. But, you know, they were playing I there. Do. But I there was some issue. I don't remember what it was. And they stopped Thursday night. And there's been some controversy. But somebody put it in Ellen's ear. Why don't you see if Carlos and maybe Mark want to throw something together? They're two homegrown Northside yeah, we're Dudes. talking about Mark D'Alessio. Mark D'Alessio. Who is now in D.C. Friend of us all. Friend of, Friend of us all. Uh, so I was like, you know, I'll do it. And at the time, Mark was playing with somebody else, and I was playing with somebody else. Right. Neither one of us were playing Thursday night. Who were, you, it, who were you playing with? I was playing with Mudcat and Smokestack Lightning. That's right. And who was Smokestack Lightning? Smokestack Lightning was just, you know, a I local I kind of remember that. It was Scott Freeman. and uh, that guy right for the... Hey, he's still around. He writes AJC for. Or something. He writes for. I think Creative Opening in Atlanta Magazine now. He's still around. Hmm. He wrote a book that Almond Brothers book, and he wrote an Otis Redding book. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was a lead player in that band. Um, kind of remember that. So, but we none of us were playing Thursday nights regular, so it was right, no right. big deal. So she, so, so I, I called, called Mark you and, said, and uh, get your we shit together. Kind of thought about it, and Mark was playing with Stony, and uh, I don't remember. I think with that. Joey. Stony mm -hmm. and Little Joey. Stony and Little Joey. That ladies weekend, and gentlemen. That weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me explain who uh, Little Joey is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He was that a... weekend, they were playing at Northside, and That'll be an Joe Caprera joke. was filling in on drums oh, for yeah. Larry Griffith. Yes. And, and Mark asked him if he wanted to come play Thursdays, and then I think he, Mark, and like same, you know, we're all out 2, two o'clock in the morning. Right. He ran into uh, Dave Roth at the Majestic and asked Dave if he wanted to do it. And that's really? the way it, this almost sounds like D'Alessio is working at something well, I, don't know, I don't know if are you sure you got the right guy it was just kind of thrown together and then literally when that was when you guys lived over on uh, I don't know about on you you and so yeah. we went I, I think we got on the phone we had about two weeks notice and uh, I we got on the phone and compared our CDs and we picked out about 15 or 20 CDs that we both had mm -hmm. and then we took those CDs and looked at them and picked out about 20 songs. Right. Wow. By, by the way, this, them, is, this is Blues Band 101 for right. all you guys most, want to play most, blues out there. Right. But this most is of what them you being do. shuffles that you could, we, we didn't rehearse. It was stuff that we knew that we could sure. just tell the guys, right. this is a tempo or whatever. Yeah, that's how we do and it. And I took a pad, just like you got right in front of you, and I wrote down every <laughs> lyric after Mark and I argued for an hour as to who was going to sing. And <laughs> Did you guys I do stuff like, one. this is a blues riff and You argued about who was going to sing? I didn't realize at the time I'd never heard Mark sing. He never heard me sing. I don't Mark was gonna sing. Mark was no. Gonna sing? I don't think Mark was ever gonna sing. But oh. I didn't want to sing either. Oh, so you are. So you wanted him to sing. He wanted you to sing. Yeah, right. It was like, right. dude, I don't want to. Oh, so sing. you weren't you even a quote unquote front man before this. I you just were just had playing no choice. Hard. Mark just uh, won the sure. argument. You got the uh, Mark won the you argument. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, I think at the time we realized that. I could sing a little bit, and Mark couldn't sing at all. <laughs> Actually, Mark can sing all right because we used oh, to. Oh, right. <laughs> Whatever. We're getting you, too if, you, if you guys figured it out, some background for it. <laughs> so that was it. But and then yeah. I think I don't know. So that was in October, and by I think end of December, Mark's band, Little Joey, they picked up a gig at some steakhouse in Gwinnett County on Thursdays. So we were and he out, ditched you. Uh, out, I mean, it, it was never, you know, yeah. by then we, I was kind of like, man, we got something pretty cool here. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you're working, you're trying to make a living in which, yeah. and by the, the way, the I'm guy's paying the, the bills, right? Yeah. So he was like, I can't do Thursdays anymore. And at that time, Johnny Knox and Mark Lesio said, you guys should, you should call Jim Ranson. And, uh, enter Jim enter Ranson. Jim Ranson. And what were you doing at the time? Not much. Shake dancers? I th I think actually yeah yeah the shake dancers urban shake urban shake dancers we should say another great local had band. Uh, yeah. reformed after kind of dissolve dissolving one yeah, member at a time 
Yeah, because that was around. Because you're saying ninety seven. 97, because I moved here in 95, and I had seen the Shake Dancers, uh, not to interrupt you, but I had seen the Shake Shake Dancers, excuse me, two times. I saw them open up for the Black Crows in New Haven, Connecticut, my hometown. Oh, wow. At Toad's Place. Yeah, so (laughs) I was at that one. Off their uh, Southern Harmony tour. And then I also saw them. You know who else was at that gig? Uh, John McEnroe. He was backstage (laughs) wasted. So you were playing stand with up. them then? Yeah, yeah. I think you were playing with them yeah. then. Because I would have... At Toads, and then that yeah, was, I was uh, at that And uh, no uh, Bill... Uh, Bill Shep? Uh, that was, that was Bill. a 92, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. You guys were in the same room way back then. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That is funny. And now we're That's in this great. room. That's a cool place. Yeah, they played. you played two shows that night. You played an early show and a late show, right? I think you're right. I did not remember that, but yeah. And um, and then I saw you guys again when I was visiting Atlanta, not knowing that I was ever going to move here in the summer of 94. And then by the time I moved here, it was the only thing I knew in Atlanta. I was like, I got to find the Urban Shake Dancers. Where are they right. playing? And I don't think you guys are playing anymore by 96, 95, 96. Right. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. No, you were playing, but it wasn't like a regular. It would be a couple times a year. Right. Like I quit right. in a night or I got, got fired basically in 94. And... Uh, then it uh, within a year the whole thing kind of fizzled out i yeah. think and then sometime probably 96 we kind of got together and started doing doing a little quote, quote unquote reunion shows and yeah. then it got to where we were playing about once once a month at smiths and that's all we were doing right right and, and we another opened connection, for you a couple yeah times. we opened for you guys on uh halloween, halloween 98 Probably. I was at that show. That were you at that? Yeah, you were at that show. We have some pictures of well, you guys well, dressed up. Yeah. Yes. One well, Sickles was playing bass for us. We were all in yeah. drag. Yes, you were. Yeah. And we have. I still have that poster actually. I have the poster too. What is that? Inappropriate. <laughs> you turn your phones off. Tim Butler. <laughs> His oh, ears yeah. must be he, knows. <laughs> he was our first guest, and uh, yeah, right. he's angry probably. I thought you were gonna here. turn it off. I, yeah. It's still it buzzing. The, the buzzing, well, I can hear the hear buzzing. That. All right, I'm turning it off. I didn't realize it was on. Let's all get past <laughs> it. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, we opened up for you guys. That was our first, because we had played a little Enough bit about with, us. with uh This is what I Robert think is really cool about the Atlanta blues scene. And yeah, why how everything I could was. never, no matter how much I might want, something might, I, it would be very difficult for me to leave. It's because... You got, like, <laughs> you got a lot of balls <laughs> over there. Tell me. He's, I'm at least on vibrate. It's Tim again. Oh, 20, he's, you know, he's calling me too. 15 years or, or more. You know, I mean, I think about it. Now this band has been together. Jim and I have been playing for almost 12 years. Yeah, that's But then if you think about, which is, which is cool. You know, I remember when we were at five years, Tinsley Ellis telling me, I can't believe you guys have the same band for five years. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and now it's 12. But yeah. now think about the fact that Ten years before there was ever a Breeze Kings, Jim and Matt were were roommates. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and Terrence and Matt spent you know four or five years on the road with Susan together. Right. Yeah. Play, you know, and that's just this particular band and the history it has and stuff like that. But just around the scene, even though we've all spread out, everybody's getting older. <laughs> the scene so is like, very incestuous. It we is. All, we all and know just to that. give people an idea, not you're just talking incestuous about... in its with its in, in a bad way, but in yeah. a very cool right. way. It's you know, not everybody's people got married, people spread out, they've all you know purchased houses or whatever. So we don't have some of our cool parties that we used to do. But you know, Why when not? somebody has a shindig, I I just I just think it's great. I, you know, no, I would, it is. I worry, like, if I ever moved somewhere else, how long would it take to build up? Well, I don't so, even want to say a scene. It's just like a community. I, yeah. It's really... Well, and some I of it is these. about the time that you got here. You know, at that age, you're so... You know, that's what everybody was looking to do. Right. It's like, wh- where do I want to be? What's hot? What's hip? What's fun? What's great musically? And just looking for all those connections. And you could go out every night and try and make those connections, you know? So some of it is about just that age frame you're in, too. Actually, I mean, I'm about 10 years older than you guys. When I moved to Atlanta in 81 and started, the first time I saw Tinsley Ellis, he was like 24 years old. Wow. Really? Like with the heart fixers. And it was a whole different scene back then. It was like, it was Luther Johnson in the house. No, it was, no, it was he, 
there was no yeah it was luther johnson and the house rockers yeah and then um the the heart fixers we'll with talk Chica- about a steady gig how long has that been going on yeah. yeah heart fixers with chicago bob and tinsley ellis that was the first live blues band i ever saw the xls was uh bill sheffield's band yeah there was some band well, heart, called the, well, the heart fixers right roulettes yeah the heart fixers that was tinsley's oh. band and uh there was a band called austin gary and his shack full of blues and uh they they were the guy austin gary was not a great singer but he played a 335 and he was really good with the bb king riffs and he had a couple horn players to do like those parts on the bb king tunes that was pretty cool yeah i mean you I, know, I, I t- that's cool jim's talking about guys from the 80s yeah yeah and three of the people that he's mentioned i know there's others because we've talked about them are still around playing now, right. yeah and you can go see him whether it be tinsley or bill <clears throat> you said doc you told me about dr dixon uh, he's Al- still back Albie's in town band, the, Shoal, fins. the fins is still here all these guys are still here and i wasn't in town you weren't in town but, so, but something about the north side, I'm aware of those all those people and got to know them. Now, if you were just first coming onto the scene, if you're just 18, 19 and saying, I want to play blues, you would be very hard-pressed to meet all those people and absorb whatever they have. You know what I yeah. mean? I, it's just, I don't know, it's hard because you don't, I don't want to say that it's wrong, but... Well, I always think about that, and I wonder if it's if it's me who's changed, you know, because you know we've gotten married, and we, you know, right. we haven't been hanging out as much, or is it the scene has changed? But you know, people, I don't you know. know. They don't, they don't, they don't go check out the shadows with Luther House Rocker Johnson, and as young players, well, for and, whatever the reason. But I wouldn't even that. know if they did because yeah. I'm not going out. <laughs> well, you yeah. Know. But Jim, you know, you're a pretty good resource for it all. I mean, you know, here, like the three of us, definitely kind of arrived at the same time on the scene but you having been there longer having been here longer and being how does how does it compare like do you did you feel that same kind of energy you know 12 years ago when when we were kind of entering did you feel that same you energy or I was I was, was kind of like out of the scene at that point I was not yeah see so it's funny I, it's I I was in like semi retirement and uh they pulled me back. They pulled me back. Uh, but I do remember with the, the earliest days of the Breeze Kings when, like, Sean got off the road with Susan and he was coming out yeah, to see us almost every Thursday and Donnie Mack was out there. And, uh, and like, every band playing at the North Side every night of the week was cool. I... That I thought that was right i mean another cool thing about like at the end of the night you just never knew who was going to show up when they finished their other gigs it was just Mm -hmm. like a it was like a a, you know no matter where everybody was working right that was where they would go after right right and it's like i didn't have a lot of really close friends like a big circle of friends but i know i could go to the north side or go to fat mads at, you know, yeah, any just, any night and be like, all right, I, I can hang out with like 20 people that I know. And, yeah. uh, you, know? you know, as much as you, it's hard, weird to give credit to a place. Yeah. When you have a place that ends up serving as this kind of nucleus for a scene, I'm sure for some scenes in town, like maybe the Star Bar might have been that for a long time, right. you know, and these scenes and they, it becomes this little community of people that everybody knows each other. I think for a period there and it's, you know the north side's still there and some of the bands are still there but it's it's just not quite the same we were really lucky to have been you know there right place right time yeah. and but it's good that know, it's still out there though it's I still mean, that so you know it's still a from great what club. i hear from other people in other cities the scene here is it's good is it's good, still good, but know, it's just spread to... out now yeah. yeah you know that's that's the talk about it's just it was the fact that it was so focused on a couple places that you could hit those places and be neck deep in it, right? Night after night after night after night. I mean, there's there's night. still some like really good nights every once in a while, though. You oh know? yeah. I mean, Reese is ho- hosting the the blues jam at, at Darwin's now, and I went up there, right. you know, a, a month ago, blues and jam. I was down it, there last week. There was week. like a ton of people that I haven't seen in forever down there, and it was like a great jam. And I was like, well, and you see, were thinking to yourself the same thing as I was thinking, man. Where's this been? Why don't I? Well, I, man, I, I need to come out to this more often. But now you don't. Th- I mean, it was nothing for when me I to go out. Thursdays. Thursdays. It was nothing for me to go to the Northside Jam every single yeah. Monday. Three o'clock in the morning, no problem. Whatever. 
now. Well, didn't we? We used yeah. to talk. You take the naps in the car, right, at lunch. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I don't work there anymore, so it's not. I was about to say. See, see, I worked at a job where there was nap time, so I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just took a nap when everybody else was taking a nap. Nice to be a teacher sometimes, huh? I was. uh, I worked in daycare for a little while. That's right. Yeah, at that time. I mean, I teach now, you know, and (laughs) nappy time. (laughs) So I mean, you know, it's just it was just a really cool time, and I'm sure it it harkens back to Chicago when you had Maxwell Street. Oh, yeah. In the 50s and 60s well, where... I don't know if it was that cool. No, no well, <laughs> I'm talking about where you had a That's location... Not each other's dicks, <laughs> right. A location no. where yeah. a certain level of talent was really deep there. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you... we Now we read about it and think how cool it is, but if you were there, that you're just at, at this marketplace, Maxwell Street, and things are going on, and there is Little Muddy Walter and Jimmy and, Rogers... Yeah. Yeah. you know playing right there and you know there's plenty of stories about you know guys who did i meet um a heart player who said you know he went to chicago and he looked up big walter horton and f- people told me you know he hangs out the liquor store over there and <laughs> he uh peter Madcat ruth heart player and he said i went over there I waited a little while. Sure enough, he showed up. I asked him if I wanted some harp lessons. He took me back to his house, which is a few blocks away. And I took harp lessons from Big Walter for for a little bit of money and some liquor. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got... And I mean, like... Well, you got to like, put it in perspective. I mean, there's, there's some 15-year-old kid out there right now who's going to be like, I remember when Carlos was playing every Thursday yeah, night at you the Northside. You could just go down I get there. emails all the time. People ask me to give them harp lessons. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, nice one. No, I, see no, what you're doing no, to the no, youth of America really here? I'm certainly anything. not giving it away for uh, uh, eight, for 12 ounces of, of Jack Daniels. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I was, would. I mean, I gave... I, I <laughs> Send me those numbers. When while, <laughs> but now I got a family and I got things to kind of, and, I, and I, it's hard for me to dedicate that time yeah, yeah uh it's just like when tinsley we're going back again uh tinsley told me man there's no young guys now that are willing to go on the road and mm. live out of their out of their duffel bag and that's yeah. even a time when i said this is years ago i, I said i couldn't do that well, it's, it's hard to do you know, that you can't do it's it it's real hard stuff. to do that now. Yeah, like you said young guys i mean if i was younger i would do it yeah, you think now, you but. could, but if you're getting paid seventy five bucks a gig, I don't know if it's practical for you well, to be able to do it. Yeah. Didn't you can't yeah, I would probably start... do that. If I was in my twenties, I'd be all over. Yeah, I probably would too. Uh, well, maybe I, I would. think I, if you if you sat around and thought about it, you couldn't. You you know I don't you, own a duffel bag. Where, I'm out. See, <laughs> well, my out. point being, <laughs> at that time, you could just do it. If you have to keep yeah. an apartment and you have to keep a cell phone and when you do get off the road, you want to drive a car, it means you have to have insurance. You're not going to make enough money out on the road to keep those things going. Now, if you, Jim Ranson of the four people in this room might be able to pull it off because he's willing to de-shackle himself of the some of the luxuries of life that other human beings well, would, it's like well, I know he, Jim is here. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. not being... A, back, back, in, back in the... You know, up until I don't know when, till I moved out of the Clifford house, I don't think I ever paid more than one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month rent. Oh, I always right. had always had roommates. You were you at know? the Clifford house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wondering <clears throat> when that's oh. what that, that song we're gonna do. I don't is, care is what about me. I'll tell you right now. I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, I'm not p- completely well versed, but I you would be hard pressed to find a place. That you could live even with roommates for hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Oh my month. god! Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So I mean, the things well, that you're remembering from you... twenty some odd years ago, and trying to th- apply that same logic now is kind of stupid. Yeah. It doesn't work. It, well, you know, what sucks I mean, is you is... have a cell phone. You'd probably want to keep a cell phone. You can't have a cell phone for less than twenty or thirty dollars. I mean, yeah. just think about it's different today. Try it just to go through your budget because I've done this. But the club owners are still paying about the, the same. same. That's, <laughs> the, that's the problem. Go through your go right. through your budget that it takes you to live. Yeah. And I would advise this to anybody trying to play music, and think about right now any of you guys and think about where can I save a few bucks? Where can I am I spending money? Maybe if I if I got rid of some of my some of my pay TV channels and just got basic cable, this and that. Try to pare down, but you can't live without your cell phone. I did. After my, our first generation in the band, I swore nobody will ever be a member of my band that doesn't have a car, driver's license, and cell phone. 
right? <laughs> now I would have to add email to that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Those things and unlimited cost te- in itself, those four things, just to have basic insurance, yeah. a cell phone, and email are going to cost you more than your rent you're remembering from 20 years ago. No, you're right. You're right. And if and even if you're on the road, if you want to do those things you and you want to have them, you want to, you know, do you want to have a, a phone with you or that you do your internet? Do you want to keep up with people? You want to, you know, MySpace well, once, and all that I mean, like that? once again, it comes back to just, you know, there's so much out there now. And just like, the, I mean, Ira and I were talking about this the other night about uh, the different um, genres of music because we went to see a show and um, there was like three completely different types of bands. The first band was kind of like this hard country band. Then there was a DJ in between and then the last band was like an instrumental funk soul band from Britain. And I mean, just having those three bands on the bill together, it just seems we kind of come up from that like scene of like put them all together that all fit together but now the kids, they're into so much different stuff, and it's great that they're into so much different kinds of music, but at the same time, they're not hard- hardcore supporting you know, f- one band or a few bands and always going to see them. So it's the same thing with the clubs. You know, now it's like different. I'm not going to the north side all the time because there's a ton of places to go. So you know, it's kind of the same to, thing. You know, I mean, the yeah, saturation. even that, you know, the, the whole just the music business changes and we have to learn to adapt with it yeah you know that we have to learn you know we have to learn that you, you followings are different if you yeah. are playing up in you know marietta don't expect somebody from decatur to drive to marietta to see you they'll Absolutely wait till yeah. you're you can't closer do that to in decatur. this town you know. They'll wait till you're closer well, to Northside was so loyal. I mean, we couldn't get anybody from Northside to go see us anywhere else. You know, right. they would come to see us in Northside every other month. They want to go to their favorite bar, and that's, that's cool. And so you have to build a new following at every place you play. You know, and that's so. Like to me, the out the idea of a following to a certain degree is outdated. If you are a local band, if you're on the road, your fans and you're known. You're coming to the Atlanta area. When somebody big is coming to the Atlanta area, they're going to find you wherever that is, and they're going to make a point to go to that well, show. Yeah. But if you if you're a local band, you're you play saturating out three the or four times, yeah. or more a month, they're going to pick the place that they want to go to, yeah. their favorite. And they don't want to drive too far. They don't want to have six drinks. They want to have one or two. You know, you're <clears> just you're fighting an uphill battle, man. So here it goes. Should be Here's a dream the, here, of mine. Let's, to own let's a club. try and take it all. Kids, drink more, right? Because right. we got to spend money at the bar, <laughs> and um, and just find one pl- and start playing music instead of you know like Guitar Hero and stuff. And so the Breeze King's advice here—it's coming back to the kids. It is. I mean, even in hip hop music, you know, you start. I'm, I'm seeing more guys get up there with actual musicians playing yeah. instruments behind right. them. You know. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, I want. You, we're gonna have to have a part two with you guys. Because we've oh, already yeah. gone almost an hour, believe it or not. Wow. And I and I haven't asked a single question. I have some good questions for you guys. Well, what do you want to do? You want to go, you want to do a two-hour podcast? What do you want to do? Um, I don't, <clears throat> we're trying to keep these at like an hour. Trying to keep them around an hour. Oh, that's right. And those, oh, they, they got to go, go anyway. They got to go. Beautiful. That's great. <laughs> so, so why don't you... Uh, we'll bring you back. Well, that's what the that's what happens when you try to do a podcast where you have an idea, but then you get four guys that have known each other for fifteen years and that's you start kind of. This is true. You know, but see, that's the good thing. Well, guys about it, that too. we have that can talk well and right. you know. Well, what, get, there's a history get into where you good start conversation. Going, Remember back then when we did yeah. this and this and this and you know. So let's just and everybody listening is going, what the. Do you want to hit on a couple about? things? Do you want to? We're not going to have time, Chief. Well, I was going to say, does he want to hit on a couple things that he, a, a couple shows or some places where people can see you? Because if when you know, is this well, going to be? We just go to www.breezekings.com. Breezekings, yes. And there will be some shows on that calendar that you, fine listener, can attend. Because right. we're, I'm see, not easy enough. He doesn't even beautiful. have to talk about. Well, you know, I love it. I, love it. I don't know when you guys are going to put this out and make it available to the public. Could be next year. Yeah. Band could be broken up by then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after 12 years. <laughs> no, it's looking Actually, shady. Tinsley Tinsley gave me some great advice once. He said, if you ever want your band to break up, take a band photo. <laughs> wow. Guaranteed, as soon as you get those 500 copies, somebody's going to quit. Or have Jim make a poster with everybody's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, print that 500 of them. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. It's the, same, it's the same principle. Well, I mean, if you want, pick... Pick your best question that you want to ask, and then these guys are going to play a tune, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. All right. Okay. Since you're about to play a tune, I did want to, because I was watching you play, and I know, I've always noticed this, that you don't ever use a pick, I don't think, 
anymore. No, there was Did one you ever tune that uh, Dave Roth wrote that I used to pick on because oh, no. he kind of required it. But uh, no, yeah, I started playing a pick, and and then I used to go see uh, like Luther Johnson, and uh, also Clarence Gatemouth Brown used to play down here about every month and a half at Blues Harbor, and he plays with his fingers, and I just thought that those dudes were doing had a cool sound that you couldn't seem to get with the pick so i worked on it I, it was really hard i, mm. I kind of had to f- like forget all my riffs that i would play with the pick yeah and relearn yeah, it's killer i mean that, you're known great. for that around town you, I, definitely you know are, yeah people are like, and it's just that's the it guy that plays with his sound. fingers and it has its own sound you know yeah it sounds for sure they sound different than the yeah pick. no because you know i was listening to the song before and i was thinking god it's just so um it's so full and filled up sounding, you know, it doesn't sound like you would think kind of like if you're just sitting down playing just, you know, kind of a one, four, five kind of thing blues, you know, sometimes, you know, on acoustic or just with just the guitar, nothing else, no accompaniment. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't fill it up as much, but that really helps to fill it up. And so I was just curious about that, but that's good. So many people, it's uh, part of it too is also that he's got a, even for a finger player it's in somewhat of an orthodox which comes from just being self-taught he's basically reteaching himself he's not you know i don't know if you ever looked at videos you just kind of figured it out because i've watched other players you got guys like felix and frank or some of the guys around town they play with their finger they'll play with their thumb right or guys like bill sheffield they play with their fingers but they play with finger picks and it's it's like something you've seen it looks like it's a uh, i don't know Jim's, I've never seen any, maybe it's just the way he holds his hands like that, but the way he uses multiple fingers, but he uses, he's holding his hand different, uh, it's, it just makes him have a... Well, a and he, pretty, he can't unique, bite his nails either, because you need those. It makes, Actually, I'll, it makes him have a unique sound. I would sound. agree with that whenever I've seen myself on video playing, I'm like, that looks really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, now that I watch, I watch, other, <laughs> I watch other players, and even the ones that play with their fingers, they don't hold their hand or min- yeah. or use their hand in the same way that I've seen Jim do it. Now, yeah. you know, wh- whether you l- might say, I like this guy's sound better or whatever, there's so many parts to it, but it gives him his own unique yeah. sound. Well, for feel- better or for worse, it makes it gives him his own style. Yeah. I mean, for, I almost feel a little bit like on that last song, there's almost kind of... Um, on something like that, there was almost sort of some kind of country, bluegrassy, like other elements into it because you are using so many fingers it's not just playing like a straight rhythm and then just adding fills with the other fingers well you know? we're also playing acoustic right. it's a yeah. traditional well, yeah i actually yeah. i mean what part part of the reason that i wanted to switch is i i started getting into like some country blues like mississippi john hurt yeah. and stuff like that where you're actually doing things with the different fingers of your right hand that like simultaneously yeah. so i still i i've kind of i guess worked that into my electric chicago plane it's a mixture a, li- a yeah. little bit yeah. yeah yeah no it's cool yeah, it's definitely cool. cool well good i'm glad we got to the bottom of that <laughs> all right well and it's resolved if you want, if you want uh, your strings to last a year yeah play with your fingers and yeah, wipe your every time you play and well you know my my first guitar teacher i remember him always telling me when i was trying to learn songs or whatever I was always trying to, I was always concentrating on the chord or whatever, and this and that. And he would always try and tell me, even with playing with a pick, he would always try and tell me, watch the right hand, not the left hand. Well, watch the picking hand, not the left hand, because it will, I don't know, he would always, that was always his advice. That's where you really want to go to figure out what's happening, you know, where they are. And hmm. anyhow, I'm not that good, so <laughs> I don't know. Shut I up. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> They always told me. Maybe that was wrong. Even watch Ira's tongue. <laughs> Is that what they say? That's what I. Use. That's what the ladies say. All right. So what tune so are you going to do gonna now? Get here. Oh, sorry. Oh. 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 What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> There's a blast from the past. Yeah, right. It's not from the past because I still hear it all the time. I know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, what do you think uh, my message sounded like when I first called him about coming in today? <laughs> oh, well, we were what? <laughs> We were gonna. Uh, oh, that's true. Tell me about your message that you the message left. you left for me. And he was gonna. We were gonna try and uh, get it ready to just play oh, it off the no. top. There. I as soon as I left that, I realized 
That's going to come back to home. <laughs> <laughs> part two. We're going to do Breeze Kings part two. Now, there is uh, a lot of other questions I wanted to, definitely. Uh, I want to get into, to, get into but uh, we're going to have to wait. You don't need me here to answer probably most of those questions. You probably already know the answer. What would be the point of us sitting around and <laughs> exactly. well, I reading like from your website? Well, I would like to ask Carlos and Jim this question. And right. I'm absolutely but since I, sure this is what he would I know the right. answer because I know. And so here's, here's... Well, and that also brings me to the... Well, I'll mention it at the end, after the song. All right. So what are you doing? We're doing another original tune off of that same CD called Going to Decatur. Decatur woman? Going to Decatur. Going to Decatur. What's Decatur woman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought that song was. Maybe there is a song called Decatur woman. There's a song called no, I think Maybe people it always assume that that's the name of the title. I don't oh, know really? why. I don't know why. There's an old song that was like a precursor to uh, Rolling and Tumbling called Going to Brownsville. So that was actually That was inspired idea. by that? Yes. Yeah, that's a killer tune, man. I always dig that when you guys play that live. All right. Well, that's it. Episode two. The Breeze Kings, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming Breeze in, guys. BreezeKings.com. Jim Ranson on guitar. Stay tuned for part two. 
That's where right. we discuss uh, uh, the continued degradation important stuff. Of, Only important stuff. Of blues as I see it. You're right. Uh, Carlos Capote on vocals and harp. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for coming, guys. Uh, coming, guys. Coming down, guys. <laughs> No problem. Anything I'm else you want to say before to, uh, uh, before we get out of here? You guys having this podcast be world freaking wide. Oh man, it, it's already worldwide. Thanks <laughs> it is? to the worldwide. Well, it goes web. out to the worldwide web. web yeah. That's right. All right, that's Brian McClenning over there. My name is Ira Malkin. Again, uh, contact us at Two Faces Radio at Gmail dot com. Ask us questions. Let us know who you want us to have on and what you want us to talk about. Check us out on the web at um, Facebook slash Two Faces correct and myspace uh, is it slash two faces uh, no, facebook.com slash i don't know faces. search for us on facebook just <laughs> just search two faces radio and something will happen and search for these us are on the kind MySpace. of things that will get better with preparation oh no, no we're preparation prepared, would baby. just ruin it <laughs> <laughs> all right we will see you next time thank you this pod has been cast <laughs>